Soul Source is a podcast made by women for women. We talk with a wide variety of experts, ranging from a sex therapist to the CDC and everywhere in between, to bring you the stories you're only going to hear here. Our goal is to entertain and educate because it's more clear now than ever just how much we as women are doing, as parents, as spouses, employees, just as everything. Don't miss out on being in the know. Subscribe to Soul Source wherever you listen to podcasts today. Leave us a review too because this part's really important. When you leave those reviews, that's how we're able to continue bringing you the content you love each and every week. So buckle up, Soul Source Society, because we're about to get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Soul Source. You've got Katie and Tracy here this week, and we're going to chat today about our experiences as working women, um, specifically as it relates to our relationships with men in our workplaces. Yeah, and we're talking about this because next week you will hear a conversation uh, that Raquel had with a woman named Caitlin Carlson from Theory Financial Planning. She talks about the path that led her to open her own business and a huge reason for her move from employee to boss was because she experienced sexual assault in her workplace. And her story is really raw and it is a really good listen. It's worth your time. Promise you that because her message is really so important for all women to hear. It really is. Um, it Her story got us thinking too. Um, fortunately, neither of us have had an experience like Caitlin's, yeah. so fortunately. But the more we hear from women who open up with their stories of assault, the more we really realize that it's something that we need to be aware of in all aspects of our lives, not just the workplace. And I think as we got to talking, we really realized that we were we were already, even though we haven't had this experience, we are already very, very cautious about things mm-hmm. because more women like Caitlin tell us what's going on. Yeah. And so brave to do so, honestly, because I think about like, wow, if something like that happened to me, I think there would be a huge element of like shame, really, or like embarrassing or like, how could I have let that happen type of feelings? And so, you know, to hear so many women, Caitlin included her story is really powerful um open up it's it makes you realize that like wow to think like that can't happen to me is that's not true it can happen it can happen and so you're right you put the now we just live in this space of I've got my like awareness on all the time right it is it really is I I think we as, as girls growing up into women I think we were kind of always taught to like be defensive in, mm-hmm. in almost everything that they you do because there's there's so many situations where it's kind of like a, oh that's not going to happen to me and I feel like this is is not one of those situations like you said mm-hmm. I've I've never even gotten close to experiencing sexual mm-hmm. harassment mm-hmm. or sexual assault but when I am walking to parking lots alone when even in the in the workplace when I was ever entering a room I was always looking around my surroundings, making sure like if I had to defend myself, what could I use? Like these were always things that are playing out in my head and I almost do it on autopilot when I'm out and about. Mm -hmm. So I've never had this experience, but it's not that this couldn't happen to me. It's a, this very much could happen to me because you hear these stories all the time and I'll be damned if I'm going to be the next victim. Uh And it's hard to hear too, because it seems like 
um, you know, in this situation, it happened to Caitlin at work, a place where you really should feel safe. You know, you were hired because you are a competent, smart woman who fits the role that they were looking for, and yet, you know, there are gross people who can take advantage of that, and, and that bothers me um, personally. And one of the things that, you know, Caitlin had said in um, her interview that's upcoming with Raquel that really, like, stood out to me is that this, like, culture of assault thrives in silence, thrives because of silence. And so, um, yeah, I think we've we've heard a lot of women step up and speak out, which is huge and amazing. Um, you know, there was an entire, when did the Me Too movement start? Like a year, two years ago? Yeah. I mean, that was, that was huge mm-hmm. um, for, for women and, and for Caitlin, her experience happened even before that. Yeah. So big time, I, I just think, oh, it just, it, it, it's it, gross. It it's grosses really gross. me out to think about, and I think I get mad about it too because it's it's it just, it's frustrating. I think is, it is. is where I get the most yeah like caught <laughs> caught up caught for words because I I want to feel that safety and yet yeah we don't have that. I feel you. Um, absolutely, you do kind of like choke on your words because like you, you get that angry. Think about it because this is not like a rare occurrence. This happens Mm -hmm. all the time. And I think one of the grossest things about it, especially that we heard from Caitlin is that like a lot of times these are like men in positions of power. They have power over you. They could ruin your career. They could hurt your financial situations. If you are like a working mom, especially if you're like a single mom, you're living paycheck to paycheck, you need that money. And then you are faced with this harassment from a position of power. I think a lot of times that's where the silence comes in Mm -hmm. because it's not like... I, I want to say, yeah, most women, if they were faced with that in any ideal situation would be like, I'm not putting up with this. But if you are in that position where you you don't have a lot of job opportunities elsewhere and you need that money, it is hard to just step up and and call them out on it. Mm-hmm. And so like you're you're faced with this silence. And so then I I got really, really mad with the Me Too movement, hearing all of those comments of like, you know, a, a woman would come up and then all of these other women would pile on and people mm-hmm. were making light of that, thinking that all of these women piling on are just like looking for a quick buck and stuff like sure, that. Like the attention. And, right. Yeah, right. I'm like, yeah. I, I take that so personally because it's like you don't understand how so many of these women are scared into silence until one is in a position where they they can say something and they have the courage enough to call this out and now all of these other women feel Mm -hmm. the courage to do the same well and the thing that makes me mad too is that why does it require a pile up of women to to get a response to actually take some action against someone who is harassing women yeah who that that's frustrates true. me that w- the voice of one woman is somehow not believable yeah. or or like meaningful enough yeah that's frustrating something that will always kind of stick with me um in in a past position um it was not anything I experienced. And I was actually on maternity leave at the time. So like I really didn't experience it because I was at home. Um, but I came back and one of my colleagues had been fired. 
and it was a sexual harassment case. And he, there was um, a really courageous woman in the building who stepped up, explained that this was happening, and there was an investigation, and he was fired. And he had worked there for a long time, much longer than I had been there. And it was such an, it was kind of a shock for me to hear because, um, you know, I worked pretty closely with him as colleagues. We were at the same level, and I, I, I never saw anything myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I'm just like trying to play back in my mind after everything came out. I'm like, did I see something? Did I hear something? I'm like, no, I really don't. And then I get that makes me scared because I'm like, he hit it so well. And then at that point, he worked there for so long, and I'm like, how, how many other women? had this happened to them how long had it been going on how long and two it's interesting to me that you say you know i looked back for signs because it's also a feeling of like wow was there a sign should i have noticed could i have helped and that's that's hard too and interesting to me too because you did work so closely with him for so long but like you never personally experienced it so why you know i i will just never understand but how unfortunate for anybody who is dealing with this but like why who 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 did he pick to to do this to and why you know like what uh, just it's frustrating but you know what good good for her her. because yeah and and good on you know that company too for taking action 100 percent Absolutely. I I really respect how it was handled, Um, at least from my knowledge of how it was handled. Obviously, I wasn't really involved, but um, it it also gets me thinking of like, what what could what signs could there even be? Um, Because I think in Caitlin's story, she kind of explained that um, like her perpetrator was a creepy guy. Like Mm -hmm. everyone she's Mm -hmm. learned after the fact that like other people in the office recognized him as a creepy guy but like in this case the the person i knew i i didn't get that vibe from him personally and maybe other people did Mm -hmm. but like we've had other colleagues who are just like so misogynistic and it was never sexual harassment but it was just very much like male ego always went to the men in the office never really talked to the women when he did it was very condescending and just like Mm -hmm. things like that where you think like is that a sign where the next step would be harassment but at the same time the actual man who did get fired for harassment did not have those misogynistic tendencies so it's like what do you look out for because that misogynistic stuff bugs me to all hell yeah and it's so recognizable too that it's almost like you just roll your eyes when you see him coming (laughs) right (laughs) because oh what what kind of girls comment are you gonna come up with today right like i know uh, yeah well and i think it's always just unfortunate that like we're, we're having this conversation because it's like it always feels like the onus is on the women to protect themselves at this point it's like the women have to look out for the signs the women are the one that has to speak up when something is happening like stuff like that where it's like when <laughs> when we're the victims in most situations like i just wish there was something in place where you could be protected in a way but no no, it's almost like you have to be a victim and a warrior at the same time. Like you have to be your own advocate. And that well just sucks. Said. Yes. Victim and a warrior. Yeah. I, I like that because it's, <laughs> it's, it's true. And thank goodness for the warriors, right? Um, Caitlin said something in her, um, in her interview with Raquel too that, you know, if she had not spoken up in, um, in her situation, um, you know, 
her perpetrator probably wouldn't have been fired and would have went on to do this to other women. Right. And she comes to find out that he had done it to other women. She was the first to, to really, truly, yeah. like, launch that investigation. And so it really is this, like, women standing up for women, women helping women. It's yeah. a, it's, like, solidarity, but in, like, the worst darn way. It like, is the worst Arr. way. Because, like, <laughs> a, again, I'll go back to the fact that, like, me and you have not had this happen. Right. And you know how often I am walking to my car and I have my keys between my fingers just <laughs> ready to be attacked? Because it is so ingrained into me that society isn't going to help. <laughs> like, I really appreciate your proactiveness, um, but it really, that does, it sucks. <laughs> right. I don't want to have to always be on guard. That's I know, exhausting. I know. It, it is. It's tired. It's 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 draining to think about. Um, it's like even as a mom, like I I always thought like if maybe eventually I would want a girl, but like honestly having a boy, I was a little relieved not that nothing could happen to him, but like in case of sexual assault, like it it's much more serious for girls and for women, and so it's like even from when you're born, you just always have this in your mind that this is something that might happen to you. It's tiring. It is. It's all. It is a whole lot to think about and to unpack and to, like you said, keep at the front of your mind, um, just constantly. It's it's a lot, and I I think we owe a big thank you to Caitlin, who is just yeah. one of the many women who have spoken up and said something, and for having the courage to really like speak up for all of us yes seriously if if you are one of those women who have experienced this and you have taken those steps and has made it known thank you so much you are so strong you are so brave and you are doing a service to many many women who are in dangerous situations and for those who this have happened and you haven't spoken up we understand that is a scary position to be oh, yeah. in and and we feel for you um we really encourage you to tune into next week's episode to hear caitlin's story and her empowering message it's just a really really good listen and a reminder of what we could all be facing thank you for listening and if you want to hear more soul source just subscribe to our show we're available wherever you listen to podcasts and you can watch us too we're on youtube just look for soul source Soul Source is brought to you by Red Shoes Inc., a leading agency specializing in crisis and strategic communications, media relations, social media, and so much more. To learn more about Soul Source and Red Shoes, visit us at redshoesinc.com.